Welcome to the I Work For Him Power Pod. I'm Michael Miracle, producer for I Work For Him, the voice of the faith and work movement. We are on mission to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. Each quick listening power pod is designed with you in mind and jam-packed with kingdom resources to help you connect your faith and work. How will this impact your workplace? Let's find out right now. You know, speaking of excellence, sometimes it doesn't matter how excellent we are, we still get in trouble with our words. And sometimes we don't get in trouble with our words, we get in trouble with our actions. And sometimes it's just because we're a Jesus follower that people don't like us. Well, today we're going to have a conversation with Tanya Shelnut about her, about Alliance Defending Freedom. That's so great that you, that there is someone like that. You know what, his, um, his heart when it can come through in the moment. Um, I was just thinking about this, you know, we were talking about the sanctity of life, and a couple weeks ago, um, when the movie Unplanned Mm -hmm. came out, I was in a crowd of people where there was a woman who was very passionate. We got to see it. We've interviewed one of the producers, and, you know, uh, it is very... There's a lot of emotion behind that conversation Mm -hmm. on every, every spectrum of it. But this woman that I was in the room with, she was almost angry telling people they needed to go see the movie. Right. And I knew what I was seeing was her just having so much emotion telling people, you know, you've got to go see this because it's it's got such a, an amazing message. But she was not being loving and gentle about it. She was being very abrasive. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's part of this conversation too is how do we live out our life in such a way that like Jack Phillips that you know his character was seen throughout it all absolutely the reality is is that living out our faith exists beyond the four walls of the church Hmm. um, and our homes Uh and Amen to that yes. one, sister. And, 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 and our Christian faith should guide how we interact every single day. Yes, it um, should. Courage inspires others. And if we don't display um, a spirit of courage, look, the victory's done. It's won. We're, we're, we should walk in victory. And that doesn't mean that we're going to have challenges and, and hardships. Uh, but the reality is, is that... Um, if we can inspire somebody or we can encourage somebody um, to live a changed life or to stand up for their faith, then God calls us to that. It's not optional for us to say, mm, I don't really want to do that. And I think that that's where Jack was. He just um, um, has just exemplified that spirit of courage. Well, when I asked that question, do Christians cause some of their own legal issues? I wasn't thinking about Jack the Baker because he was living according to yeah, his yeah, faith. Yeah, absolutely. No, uh, he, but, but I he's think definitely that not one. As, as a movement of Christ in this country, we've caused a lot of the legal issues, the attacks today, certainly sanctity of life, religious freedom, and marital freedom because of the judgment that's come out of our mouths sure. instead of the love. And that's really where I was going. And I'm not saying that I haven't done some of those, right. said some of those stupid things, but you know, as our country is hurting right. and they're lashing out at the one organization that can bring them healing. And that's right. Christianity. Jesus right. is the answer to all of the questions they're asking right. and they're in such pain. Right. And so they're lashing out in pain Right. And we're and really it's just a cry for pain. Like you when you were an alcoholic, you were crying out for pain and your husband said, Hey, 
Yeah. You need to go get help. Yeah, well, you could really contrast, right? You you ask the question: Are are Christians causing their only some of their legal issues? And then you could contrast Jack. Jack exemplified courage and humility and how to speak to the the difficulties of the day. And then you have some of the Christians, um, and it's and again, it's not because they mean to; it's because they just don't know uh, what they don't know, and they have a difficult time articulating their story. We don't do a very good job telling our story. Why are we a Christ follower? Why? And, and, and there's not a whole lot of grace there. So um, Jack is, a, is a, the epitome of what that should look like versus those that do not, how to, do not know how to communicate um, that redemptive message. Talk to us, talk to the nonprofits of the world because the people listening to the show are either involved in nonprofits, they serve as a volunteer in a nonprofit, they give money to a nonprofit. So the nonprofits that they dearly love, they're under attack. What do they do? Sure. So that's the reality. Most often, human nature is to respond when the crisis occurs, mm-hmm. right? So we're, we're wanting to get out and, and, and teach and equip ministries and churches to be proactive and put measures in place that protect them. So looking at uh, the statement of faith, their governing documents, making sure that accurate verbiage is in those to make sure that there's protections. Because the court of law is looking at your, court, your, your documents to see what you exactly believe. So making sure that it's clear. Um, and that's where why the ministry and the Church Alliance was created, so that we can take a look at those documents for them. And so that the pastors, the faith leaders, the ministry leaders, they can focus on um, uh, the, the, uh, making sure that the calling that God's called them to do. So, so you're saying that there's actually kind of two. There's the Alliance Defending Freedom, and then there's the Church and Ministry Alliance. So Alliance Defending Freedom has many components to the mm-hmm. organization as a whole. We have our legal advocacy side, and, and, and the Ministry Alliance, and then the Church Alliance is a new portion of Alliance Defending Freedom. And so that's, um, it's all, we're all still one, sure. but we have different arms that we okay. use. So you said, um, you know, having a, an organization look at those things. Are you, do you have resources to help them to do that? We or do. Okay, yes, tell us about yes, that and how they can participate. Absolutely. And so, again, that's the Ministry Alliance. We have the Ministry Alliance and the Church Alliance. So ADFMinistryAlliance.org. Yes. Okay. Yes, sir. That is it. And we have um, a membership program for the ministries and the churches to, to come on board. And we have religious liberty attorneys who will look those documents over, who will be there um, if they have any questions. They have direct access to the attorneys that they can call on any time. There's no, you know, five-year out. You can call. We have um, pro bono representation. I'll to give you a story. There's a church in... Re- Are you going to tell a I story? Gonna tell you a story this time? I know. I know. You're so excited about this. So um, my family and I were um, vacationing for spring break in Edisto Island, South Carolina last year. And we were there over Easter. So we went to the Civic Center where they were having uh, a worship service because, you know, we weren't really sure where to go. So we went to the Civic Center center and uh, attended service and you know when you bring family of seven in like you multiply the the population at the church in like two seconds they Mm -hmm. love you instantly (laughs) and so um, about a month later I got a call and I was uh, one of the attorneys said hey you need to call on this church in Edisto Island and I'm like I was just there sure so I called them well it turns out it was the church that my family and I attended on 
Easter Sunday. And what happened was that the church was a church plant and they were renting the town um, civic center and they had submitted uh, a renewal request and the city amended its uh, facility use guidelines to ban all rentals for religious worship services. And so uh, we uh, took up their case and we went to court on their behalf and the city changed their policy and the religious uh, uh, people can now go into back into the civic center. Tanya Shelnut is here joining us from the Alliance Defending Freedom, and it's all about Jesus followers and organizations being proactive in preventing mistakes that cause us to get sued while we're out there trying to love the public. And a lot of times we just stumble as we love the public, but today Tanya's going to tell us how to love the public without stepping all over ourselves. Right. You know, so what we, I love the fact that um, we're talking about what can we do to set ourselves up for success. Yes. Not waiting for somebody to look for an opportunity that we fail, but um, so, and not having those gaps and things like that. So tell us some things very practically that um, our listeners, our our audience can take away and say, okay, this is something I need to look into to to shore up this nonprofit that I'm involved in and um, making sure that we just don't have any of those gaps. Absolutely. So the most important thing is what you alluded to. We need to make sure that we're on the offense. We're not playing defense uh, because the reality is, again, we often operate when the crisis occurs. And at Alliance Defending Freedom, we want to make sure that we set ministries up and churches up to succeed. Because in the court of law, law the, the, when legal precedence is set, it doesn't care the size of your ministry. You can be a very large ministry with many resources or a small ministry with limited resources. And we want to make sure that even the small ministry can protect himself and so or, or itself. So we want to make sure that ministry leaders and pastors have the ability to freely live out their faith, that they can operate according to what God has called them to. And so when legal questions or concerns arise, because we are in a day and age where anybody can be sued. That's where we're at. And so we want to make sure that protections are in place. So we, again, we're going to look at your governing documents. We're going to look at your statement of faith. We're going to look at um, and make sure that um, uh, your facility usage, we're finding that ministries and churches are being marginalized out of communities. And so what they'll, fi- they'll do is instead of opening their doors to, to communities, they'll just say, well, I'm not going to let anybody in to the outside groups. We're not going to let anybody in because it's easier to do that mm. way. Well, we don't want that. We want to make sure that you're empowered to reach out to your community. That was just, that was the most powerful thing you've said so far. (laughs) And and that was not, no, don't take offense to what I'm saying. I mean, because that's what, (laughs) okay, I did not mean to. Never mind that Jesus saved me from a destructive lifestyle. I'm not talking about By golly, that's it. All right. A lot of of churches have retreated behind their walls out of panic and out of fear and saying, well, we don't want to get sued and we don't want to host a, 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 a gay or lesbian wedding, so we're just going to not let anybody in. That's correct. And, and so that, re- which is a disaster because the church is supposed to be the, the, the lifeblood of the community. That's the church correct. is supposed to be the, the healing balm to the community. That's right. So how do they do this? How do they protect their ability to uphold biblical standards 
but not spit on the community and not withdraw from the community and therefore become irrelevant to the community. That's where we come into play. The Church Alliance and the Ministry Alliance, making sure that our religious liberty attorneys look through the governing documents. You have a facility usage policy in place that allows you to be empowered and emboldened to go out into that community and do what the Lord's called you to. But it has to have that first step, that action step. So instead of churches saying, nope, we're going to hide, we need them to say, okay, this matters. This matters so much that we're willing to be a part of something bigger because we want to reach our community. So what, what, I was well, saying, what does I, it look like? I remember, though, being in an organization right when the whole um, bathroom situation was up, you know, with whether it's, um, you know, who can use the women's bathroom, who can use the men's bathroom, and the panic and the fear of that organization of like, you know, if we don't do this right, right. what's yeah. going to end up happening? Well, we have a story about that. We okay. have a hope center Are you willing to share that Alaska. story? I'm only going to share it with with this sweet little lady over here. <laughs> so you can listen in, Jim, yeah, but we're going to have a conversation. Um, we have a, the Hope Center in Alaska, and, and that particular issue has come up. Here you have um, a women's shelter, very vulnerable women who've been wounded at the hands mm-hmm. of men um, who uh, go to this place for refuge and, and security, and because of a local um, uh, uh, non-discrimination ordinance, they have to... Um, uh, been told they have to allow men to come into their shelter and, and a man came in and instead they took him to a, um, a rescue center and, and they, they got in trouble for that and so Alliance Defending Freedom has come in to try to protect uh, the integrity of making sure that women and children are protected um, from those who, um, from those dangerous laws that are, are mm. being put forth. There you go. We've focused on a lot of glass half empty stuff, and that's because I'm on the show, and I tend to look at that kind of stuff that way. But let's talk glass half full, because we're making some real progress. I mean, you just mentioned it earlier, Jack the Baker got a seven to two Supreme Court ruling. Right. That was an act of God. That's right. Now is not the time for us to retreat as Christians. Again, I stated earlier, courage inspires others. Others. Nehemiah 4.14 tells us that we're to fight for our homes, our families, our brothers, our sisters, our wives, our daughters. Look, now is not the time to put our heads under uh, the rug and say, oh, because we've been so complacent. We have been the church of Laodicea, lukewarm, and we can no longer afford to do that. If we're going Mm -hmm. to have generational wins and we're going to um, preserve a legacy for the next generation, we have to rise up and we have to put proactive measures in place and be good stewards of what God gave us. This is not our gift. This is his gift to us. And we must steward that in a way where those generational wins happen. I would vote for Amen. you. I would vote for you. <laughs> you, you have know, both really, of our votes. And really, but what you said earlier, be on the offense. But I think what you didn't say was, but don't be offensive. Right. Because, because there's a big difference. Oh. We need to be on the offense, but not be offensive. That's correct. And too often, Jesus said, don't judge others, lest you be judged. He said, don't worry about this speck of sawdust in your brother's eye when you got a telephone pole coming out of your own. At the same token, we have to tell the whole truth. Because if we give half-truths, we're doing what do you mean? nobody Give me an example of a, of a half-truth that gets promoted all the time. To, to talk about, um, uh, let's just talk about the LGBT lifestyle, okay? Look, I've lived in the world. I've lived in a life of destruction. The world's way does not offer hope. It may offer what you think is a temporary um, uh, uh, 
fix or a temporary um, high, if you will. Mm-hmm. But when, but but the reality is, is that whether you engage in a in an, a, a homosexual lifestyle, whether you engage in alcohol or drugs, whether you engage in any kind of of destructive behavior, there's no hope in it. And at the end of the road, it's broken. And, and there's a reason why suicide rates are high. So, so Absolutely. if we don't tell the truth in a loving way, and if we don't offer them the hope of Christ, 100%, we're not helping anybody. I wouldn't be sober today if someone wouldn't have called me flat out for my negative well, behavior. Well, and we lived out that the people you know, living in a heterosexual lifestyle but are living outside of, doing that outside of marriage, people that are in an adulterous lifestyle, there's so many different things where people are, right. they think it brings satisfaction, but it really breeds destruction. Right. Tanya Shelnut, we're out of time. I appreciate you actually just sharing so much about Alliance Defending Freedom. Check her out online, adfministryalliance.org, adfministryalliance.org. Thank you, Tanya. All this made possible by the Christian Leadership Alliance. Check them out online, christianleadershipalliance.org. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I I work work for for him. him. And vote for me. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him Power Pod with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Want more? Hear the full broadcast at iworkforhim.com. Stay connected and receive power pack content when you sign up for our blog at iworkforhim.com or follow us on social media at iworkforhim. And finally, if today's message inspired you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review helps launch more workplace missionaries across the nation. That's at iworkforhim and online iworkforhim.com. <laughs>